Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And Original. Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The Aftermath. The hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Aftermath. Today, we're taking some time off at The Alarmist to recharge our batteries and spend some time with our families. So we have a very special re-release of one of our favorite holiday episodes. Who's to blame for Kevin being left alone in Home Alone? With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello, everyone. And fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. Now, I just re-listened to the episode and I'm reminded about how much I love this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good <laughs> one. Yeah, it's a good one. And Clayton, you you weren't even in as as a, an outsider listening in on this conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think was missing, like in terms of like what person was missing from the conversation? Would you say it was you? I was definitely not part of that conversation, so I would definitely say, "Oh, that's my dog barking real loud." <laughs> Hi. <laughs> he was told actually you wouldn't be doing any recording today, so he said he could. He was like, "I'll be playful." <laughs> at this time and you were so like so i guess yeah. we'll just leave the dog in yeah <laughs> now you've incorporated into this conversation so look it's the holidays dogs are allowed babies are allowed it's okay you have know? you hung a stocking for your dog no well get on that we're traveling this year so <laughs> no. we we don't have any decorations up we were recently at clayton's and he has the place just. Oh, uh, you know what? Talking about deck the halls. Yes. Deck, Clayton decked his. Deck the halls, the walls, halls. 
Halls and walls <laughs> with um, Christmas balls. I think for uh, maybe like a special holiday post, we, we should. Can you just send me a video of all your decorations so that I can, sure. or at least of your tree, and I'll post sure. it on the alarmist so people know can can get a visual of Clayton's your tree. tree. Hey, yeah, it's incredible. I love that. That's an honor <laughs> to be asking that a little window into his psyche too. Yeah, and you know the, all the travel that we're going to be doing reminds me of uh, the you know the McAllister, mm-hmm. Kevin McAllister, and the family you're um, gonna have to pack a suitcase <laughs> <laughs> remember yes. i recently just watched the movie I, if you're listening you probably know that i recently went to go see home alone mm-hmm. right. at the disney concert hall mm-hmm. with the la philharmonic and that one line always always surprises me because i forget it and then that he's like pack a suitcase it says it's so weird and it was fun re-listening to this episode amanda definitely points that out too yeah i'm glad that you got that Mm -hmm. well i feel like we kind of nailed i'm not i don't want to ruin the ending if you haven't listened to this episode yet yeah but i do feel like we were pretty spot on with this one would you agree clayton as an outsider yes (laughs) (laughs) that's all i have to say <laughs> I, and I, I was just hearing myself call you an outsider, <laughs> as <laughs> an outsider. <laughs> I don't know if you can be more insider than Clay. I wasn't invited to that Christmas party. Mm-mm. No, no, no. no this was okay, before though. your time. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. This was uh, <laughs> you weren't producing any of those episodes. Um, well, you know, I, we hope that you enjoy this episode and. We hope you're spending time with your family, having a happy holiday. And if you're not spending time with your family, then uh, we hope you're enjoying your time without family, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever Both time you're having. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Both are great. And, you know, before we 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 uh, we let that tape roll, mm-hmm. um, I just want to do a, a quick second of housekeeping and remind all of our listeners that all we want for Christmas is a uh, rate for you to rate review and subscribe to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Please spend the 30 seconds it takes to write a review right now. Um, and we're, we're absolutely grateful for all of your support. Clayton, can you hit us with a, a, a recent review? Mm-hmm. I would love to. This is from, um, Ellie Devin Rembrandt and they say love it this groove meshes so well together a delightful part of my commute or getting ready for work keep up the good work looking forward to all the future catastrophes (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm, and we love your enthusiasm about catastrophes uh Mm -hmm. looking forward to all the future catastrophes (laughs) we Mm -hmm. should be clear that Mm -hmm. we are not rooting for these disasters no they just happen we'd be happy to stop doing this podcast if catastrophes stopped happening happening. but something tells me that humankind will not have peace you know Um, there's another one that uh let me just read it from macklin chris is my homie is the subject with a heart emoji oh been listening since the beginning stopped for a while because of work but i'm back just (laughs) got to the point where you brought chris back after having clayton sub for him for a while i was sad when chris was gone but i am so happy now that he's back (laughs) i love all of you but chris has stolen my heart he makes me laugh and his borderline inappropriate jokes like when he makes bad stereotypes about women (laughs) what let me just read that again it makes me laugh with his borderline inappropriate jokes (laughs) 
<laughs> like when he makes bad stereotypes about women. Please don't ever let him leave. Aww. Chris, is that you or is that I a real one? I, that, <laughs> well, I, I, I wouldn't say I make a... Uh, yeah, I actually don't women, think do this I? is this is Chris's writing. Um. <laughs> but but I do appreciate the love, and mm-hmm. uh, it goes both ways. I do love the Alarmy so much, and we do it for you guys. So thank you so much for that review. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. So uh, everyone, have a great holiday break. We're gonna. I, I, it's time for me to have. More coquito, which is a Puerto Rican eggnog. I was going to say eggnog, but okay. Um, So we got to go. We need to drink some coquito right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So enjoy your eggnog and happy holidays from The Alarmist. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith and I am The Alarmist. everyone today we'll be covering a holiday disaster who's to blame for leaving kevin home alone in the movie home alone now this was suggested to us by a listener on twitter erin canty uh she's at yes we canty great great handle and she recommended that we do even though it's a fictional disaster home alone is fictional Uh uh-oh jk oh chris chris and I, I just thought it was such a great idea. I, I had to do it. This has one of been one of my favorite Christmas movies. And we're really excited to point fingers at who's to blame for Kevin being left at home. The night before his family's trip to Paris, eight-year-old Kevin McAllister was having a rough time. After finding out that no one left him any cheese pizza slices, Kevin spilled milk and was yelled at by his uncle Frank. Look what you did, you little jerk. He was then forced to sleep in the attic. Before he gets put in the attic for the night, because of his temper tantrum, he tells his mom he hopes he never sees any of those jerks again, including her. The next morning, the family wakes up much later than planned after a winter storm causes a power outage to reset all of their alarm clocks. The McAllister clans, 15 in all, scramble to get to the airport on time. The oldest cousin, Heather, does a head count before the kids get into the airport vans and mistakenly counts a nosy neighborhood kid that's asking way too many questions. Kevin's parents don't realize they've left Kevin home alone until after the plane takes off. Fun facts, aka death stats. Kevin's ordeal lasts three days and two nights. Thankfully, Kevin survives. Kevin survives off of ice cream, fudge, and one microwavable macaroni meal just for him. Even though it was normal for kids to be left home alone in the 90s, for this long and for Christmas, it was unacceptable. 
Wow, what a crazy disaster this Home Alone movie is. Am I right? So joining us today to figure out who's to blame is fact checker Chris. Hey, what's up, y'all? And producer Amanda. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Now, today's episode, we are just relaxing. We are having a a family holiday, uh, an alarmist family holiday time. Um, and right. we're, we're lounging by a fake fireplace. Mm, yeah, it's really on cozy. A couch. Yeah, we usually record in a proper studio, but today we're taking it to the couch. That's right. Because <laughs> let's be honest, we're all ready for the holidays. Uh, so if we sound super relaxed, it's because I, I'm I have a throw on top of me. Mm, <laughs> that's right, and I'm leaning back on a pillow. And I have a cozy cup of hot cocoa with marshmallows. <laughs> we could say anything, and you have to believe us. You can't see us. It's podcast. But it's true. It's true. Now, I, I feel like a good way of going about this disaster is by doing a bit of a, a step-by-step walkthrough of Fra- what happens. Frame by frame? Fra- yeah, frame by frame. Frame by frame breakdown? That's That sounds great. Yeah. So uh, maybe you guys haven't uh, seen the movie recently. I highly recommend it. It's a classic. So the movie starts off with a, a lot of family chaos, right? Mm. And, and there's a, a, ho- a cop inside witnessing everything. And he can't get anyone to talk to him. Now, I've never seen a movie where a cop can't get anyone to talk to them <laughs> when they're inside of your house. But this is how the movie starts. So we know what we're getting into. It grabs you. It's a unique situation. <laughs> and it cuts to mom's room, right? She's packing. Kevin enters. And his first line in the movie is, Mom, Uncle Frank won't let me watch a movie, but the big kids can't. Why can't I? So we're kind of establishing that he's a bit of a brat. Yeah. Or he's the ba- he's the baby. He's a little a little spoiled, a little entitled. Mm-hmm. A little and he bit. doesn't have a place in this family maybe. I mean, what he can't go and watch He's not old enough to watch the big kid movies and he's also crying to his mom. It's like where does he fit in? He's at that age where you're not a big kid but you're not a baby anymore, so you're kind of caught between two worlds. He's medium sized. Yeah. Yeah. He is one of the younger kids except for Fuller, the bedwetter. Uh, cousin played by Kieran Culkin, of course. Yes, mm-hmm. the, his actual younger brother. So yeah, he, he. You're right. He doesn't have a place. And mom says, "Kevin, I'm on the phone." But Kevin's like, "It's not e- even R-rated. He's just being a jerk." And then mom says, "Kevin, if Uncle Frank says no, then it must be really bad." And you know, he continues to be brat- bratty. So we're establishing here that you know, mom is is the one who's calling the shots, maybe in the family. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Me too. Dad enters, right? And says to the mom, w- w- played by Catherine O'Hara, hey, did you buy a voltage adapter thing? She says no. And then he says, then how am I supposed to shave in France? Mom says, grow a goatee. Brilliant. <laughs> it's great dialogue. Now, I, I, I feel like it's important to talk about these the first scene that's happening in this movie. Because... We're establishing that dad doesn't, he apparently can't do anything for himself, or at least (laughs) is hoping that she's just going to grab this adapter thing that she didn't know he needed. Yeah. How come he doesn't know where the adapters are? Why is she in charge of everything? Right. And where are they going again? They're going to Paris. They're Okay. I'm sorry. Yes. That's why she says grow the goatee. They're going to Paris. Wow. I mean, what a holiday trip. 
Well, apparently Life? it's it's a, a a relative of theirs has been transferred for work, and so they're going to go visit. I see. Ah, uh, the relative. But to have a trip like that, I mean, I love the beginning of this movie because it is so chaotic, but it's also so relatable. Um, Just the sort of panic. I know in my family, this panic would not only happen every time we would have a family vacation, but also every day trying to get to work and school. This is like a spitting image of Home Alone. And I'm talking just a family of four. Right. But there was a good chance even my mom trying to take me to school would leave me behind. (laughs) Well, my, my the story with my family is the is they've left my younger brother behind at multiple locations when we were in when we were all kids. But they left her they left him behind at I think a baseball game of mine and at a local park. That is so, true. So twice it happened twice. That's right. And and you, how many siblings? I have. There's only three of us. It's just t- little Tim is the youngest. Me and Steve is the oldest. So it's highly possible that, you know, the the idea of this movie is well, highly possible. It's like, yeah, it's, to Amanda's point, it's extremely relatable. Yeah. It's, I think so. And also it's like it's not that heightened of a premise. And and rewatching the beginning, um, the first 20 minutes, which I just did before this, I was like, this is airtight. I could truly see this happening. But there, I'm just so excited to keep walking us through it because there's a lot of... <laughs> There's a lot. So, okay, so there's a lot of people in this house. The cousins are here from Ohio. Uncle Frank and his wife um, drove over with their kids. One of the cousins needs shampoo. No one has shampoo. So it's it's chaos, right? Mm. And then Kevin's mom tells him that he needs to go pack a suitcase. And but he doesn't know how, right? So she just sends him off. Go go pack your suitcase. And he this is what sends Kevin off on this journey. <laughs> he tries his reaction when she tells him to pack a suitcase. His eyes go wide and he says, pack a suitcase. <laughs> like, it's really crazy. <laughs> he's, ne- it's, he's never, uh, that concept is so foreign to him. Yeah. yeah, and again, a great line because he is just at that age. Is he an adult or is he still a child? Yeah, yeah. So we all went, yeah. yeah. Well, packing a suitcase is such an adult grown-up thing it, And to it's do. such a boring thing, and, and it weighs over you. And yeah, it yeah. is a big responsibility. Totally. Like, how Be- do you know what to pack? It's like saying, pack a lunch. You're like, what? Yeah, I think that's actually an unreasonable ask. Mm. But what is he, eight or nine? What is yeah, he? he's yeah. eight. Well, that's, uh, yeah, it's on the border. I don't think I'd trust an eight-year-old to pack his own suitcase, but when if I'm in that situation and there's so much going on, you just like, please pack your own suitcase for the love of God. Also depends on how he was raised. Does he go to a Montessori school? I mean, <laughs> he's also the youngest of 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 the siblings in, in the McAllister family. Mm. So it's like at that point, mom's tired, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He She's has like, go. You. I, I packed your uh, brother Buzz's suitcase all these years. Like, it's up to you now. And then his sister Lenny taunts him with that famous line. What are you so worried about? You know mom's going to pack your suitcase anyway. You're what the French call les incompetents. <laughs> P.S. You have to sleep in, on the hide-a-bed with Fuller. If he has anything to drink, he's going to wet the bed. And that's when it goes crazy. Because Kevin, the thought of having to sleep with Fuller on the bed really makes him go off the rails. Mm. I understand, too, that sort of stress of having to share a space with someone 
is really, um, it's a lot for a child to take. Especially a, a child that wets the bed. Like uh, if you, yeah. You're like, oh, that's anxiety inducing. And also mm-hmm. seems in some ways to want to wet the bed with the way he's chugging down the Pepsi. Yeah, that's right. Drinks- that's, sort of, that sort of shit-eating grin that he s- s- shoots over at Kevin. Sort of tells us that he's aware that he is going to pee the bed. Yeah, it's almost like he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. more more Pepsi for me. So I, I would like to just start us off. I think we should put a lack of sleeping arrangement up on the board. Interesting, because what? it seems like they're figuring it out as they go. There wasn't a plan. Well, because the idea is is that now Kevin. Because he doesn't want to sleep in the bed, he decides to go up to the attic. Well, he doesn't know. So he was always going to be in the attic because I guess his uncle or someone else is using his bed. So it's like no one's sleeping in their beds except for Buzz, right? And the parents. Right. But he was going to sleep in the attic with Fuller. Fuller. Okay, but Fuller doesn't end up sleeping in the attic. No, because he gets in trouble. Right. Kevin gets in trouble and gets basically sent up to the attic alone and he the mom is like okay fine we won't let fuller up i see but you have to go up to the attic so okay the lack of sleeping arrangements because this is i was just watching this movie looking at this house being like this looks like the most beautiful coziest house like i want to spend christmas in this house it's so also we're all kind of in the same age range that like i'm so nostalgic for that type of decorating Oh, like yeah. it's that sort of light pale walnut wood yes. and just the color schemes. There's like mauves and navies and it's just like so cozy and warm. But I guess, yeah, lack of sleeping arrangements. It is sort of the inciting incident. And the it's like part of the chaos. Yeah. This house actually reminds me a lot of uh, Chris's family house. Up in Long Island. Mm -hmm. Just like a bunch of rooms and a lot of nooks and crannies and a basement and an attic, you know, like all that stuff. Nice old colonial. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. So first item, lack of sleeping arrangements has been put under the tree. Which is my little Christmas spin. (laughs) (laughs) Matt gave the seal of approval from very far. That's my husband, Matt Gorley. (laughs) He lives at the house, too. I'm the old man with the shovel. Oh, boy. He's creeping us out. (laughs) So Kevin gets the news that he's got to share a bed with Fuller, and this changes everything. Then he goes to his older brother. Oh, God. Buzz. Mm. And he asks him if he can sleep with him. But Buzz is a bully with a capital B Mm -hmm. and also has a buzz cut, which should be said. And (laughs) tells him, like, get out. He says, the the line is, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. Okay, we have to put Buzz on the board. Yes. I'm definitely going to insist on this because if Buzz hadn't have been such a jerk... None of this would have happened. Totally agree. If he had let him just sleep on his bed. Yes. Judging from their relationship, I mean, why is Kevin even asking if he can sleep under on Buzz's bed? Like, uh, but he knows the answer. It really but doesn't seem like that. But that's little brother, big brother. Like that's always how I was because I yeah, was bullied as a as a 
um, little sister, but I only made me want to be with my sister more. Mm. You know, I would follow her around all the time. And then just, you know, you're, it's just, you want, the more they kind of bully you, the more you want their validation. If only she hung out with you more, she would have more effectively pushed you away. (laughs) That's a sick way to look at it. (laughs) But Buzz is such a little crap. I mean, I did, I just know, I went to middle school with people like that. I mean, they're just the, they're terrors. Well, who has a tarantula as a pet? Like, please, you have to feed it mice? Ew. Mice guts. Yeah, he said he he just ate mice guts, so she should be good for a couple of weeks. Yeah, although he's not the brightest, Buzz, because he does, he he asks his cousin if uh, girls in France shave their pits or something, Mm -hmm. and then says, but there's what about nude beaches? And the, the cousin's like, it's Christmas, like not in the winter. We're not going to a nude beach. Something like that. What an idiot. So he's a perv too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he has a, a playboy perv. under the bed later on, we find out. But Buzz does everything he can to push Kevin to his limits. Mm. And yeah. he breaks him. And then Kevin gets in trouble. And so I would say that this is like, you cannot ignore Buzz's part. Now, Buzz gets a big old bow and he goes under the tree. Put him under the tree. And I also think that we can put Fuller under the tree. Oh. I think he's got to go under. His bedwetting ways are just not okay. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I think we have to put him on. Although I do understand that sometimes little kids just can't control themselves. <laughs> That's right. He's still a kid. <laughs> he's still a kid. But we're, we're putting him up on the board. But, but that smile, he sh- I mean, Amanda makes a great point. The smile that he shoots to uh, little Kevin, he knowingly maybe doesn't Maybe not knowingly, but it doesn't really seem like he wants to stop peeing the bed. No, no. So after Kevin asks Buzz if he can sleep in the room, he runs downstairs. Meanwhile, the cop is still downstairs and no one will talk to him or ask themselves why he's there. The cop is still there. (laughs) Okay, and this, of course, is Joe Pesci. Yes, Joe Pesci. Who then turns out to be one of the robbers. Spoiler alert. Oh, boy. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, sorry if you... They should really have seen this movie. Yeah, this is 1990. It's, oh my God, it's going to be 30 years. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm not ready for this. So. (laughs) I saw this movie in the theater, and it was one of the first dates I ever went on. Here, say it on the. I asked you if you wanted to participate in in this. I got to go. This is one of the first dates I ever went on was uh, to go see this movie. Oh, my God. Sick. How'd it go? Um, pretty well. It was a nice night. Krikorian Theaters, Woodwood Cinemas there by the mall. Carla Freeman, I hope you're well. <laughs> She's definitely listening. <laughs> so when Kevin goes downstairs, the pizza's arrived. They yeah. all, they got to eat dinner. It's the night before and no one's cooking. You know it. So dad doesn't pay. The first thing I notice is that dad doesn't pay. Well, the uncle. No, he says, I'm going to go get uh, money from Uncle Frank. But he doesn't. And then the next time you see dad, he's sitting at the kitchen table eating pizza. So he was just like, I'll go get the money. And then he just goes to the kitchen and sits down and eats a pizza. That's right. I mean, we should put. Okay, I I have a case for dad, but we'll get there. So he he says, honey, we got to pay the pizza boy. Mom doesn't seem bothered by the fact that he has yet to do anything and and she goes and grabs money for the pizza. Now, this is when Kevin asks if anyone has ordered him some plain cheese. Oh, this is heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And Buzz says that he ate it all 
And if he wants any, he's going to need to barf it up. Well, that is just disgusting. And so mean. (laughs) Do you guys know that feeling when... And this is like a true sensitivity of mine, but when the thing that you wanted to eat is taken from you and no one has thought of you and you were the one who wanted the cheese pizza to begin with and then all the savages ate it up, like that truly has driven me to tears in the past. Well, there was an episode of Friends where Ross doesn't get to eat his turkey sandwich. Someone at his office eats it and he literally goes into a psychological break. (laughs) And... I can understand it. I can totally understand it. For me it for me it's more about when I'm cooking and I make myself a meal and if it like if I drop you drop the plate or if something falls apart and I'll, it is a yeah more of a pert like if you do it to yourself that yeah. bothers you more yeah, yeah. but I can uh, relate to Amanda like if it, it, it it's like that feeling of not being thought of or considered it's yeah because you feel invisible. So I've had this experience as an adult where like I've made something for a gathering and it's I put it on the table but I'm so busy that by the time I get back to it it's all been eaten and mm. I'm like I didn't get a single bite. Oh. And oh. I just like I won't show it but I'm devastated. That is terrible. Horrible. But especially also like as a kid when that happens you're just like nobody loves me. I know. <laughs> so sad it's so sad because and also when you're a kid and you're a picky eater like what is he supposed to do eat the one with onions on it he probably Mm. hates it there's a reason all he asked was for plain pizza you always got to order more cheese than you think that's true that and let that uh, that lesson be learned i think that whoever ordered the pizza should go up to uh, up on the board or maybe the pizza guy should go up on the board for not bringing enough pizzas. Don't kill the messenger. Don't not kill the not pe- enough pe- uh, I, cheese pizzas. I don't think we can put the pizza guy on the board. Okay. I don't think we... I think there's so many people to blame that we haven't even gotten to yet. I know. Yeah, Are you you're right. Uh, we're going. Okay, so we're putting buzzes up on the board, and this is what happens next. So this, like Amanda said, brings Kevin to such anger, and it escalates so much that he tackles Buzz... And makes him spill milk all over the passports and the airline tickets. I know. I also love that moment. It's so good where the mom, Catherine O'Hara, is like, everyone drink all the milk because she doesn't want it to go oh, back. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's just so such real. a mom thing. I so love it. real. So then this is when it gets, this is why I think we should blame the dad. The dad gets up to clean the mess. Finally, he wants to do something, but mistakenly throws out a passport and some airline tickets. That is such a dud. That a is a, a moment that I had never noticed before. That I was like, I always knew that they were doing a headcount later in the movie, but this ticket moment I saw truly understood for the first time. Like, oh, like this is even playing in more to why this happened. I had never noticed that. And it's weirdly resolved because that there's dialogue in the morning scene where he says he microwaved them, like he cleaned them by micro or he dried them by microwaving them oh i missed that oh line. really that's funny yeah because i mean they obviously get on the flight right and it doesn't like come into play later no i mean the the passports are all it's not like he throws all the passports out it might i have... think it just happens to be kevin's can we put the dad up on the board i mean that's going up it's like the I, I just couldn't get over it's like finally he gets up to do something and he messes up yeah oh. big time i know the dad really is kind of a man child <laughs> Totally but, you know, I will say he takes more of an active role at Home Alone 2. 
the dad does. <laughs> and, and I watched that last Christmas, and I, the dad um, seems to have learned a lesson because he is more at the center of Home Alone too. Oh, I have to rewatch that one. Yeah, I love that one, The Bird Lady. Oh yeah, it's, it's a beautiful. That's movie. the one where that he gets stuck in the hotel. Right? Oh yes. Oh yeah, the plaza. Uh huh. Oh yeah. So, mom tell. Okay, that this is when, uh, after the milk spillage incident, that's when the mom says you got to go up to this third floor, and they go upstairs like by the attic, which is I'm assuming the third floor that they're referencing and kevin says he doesn't want to sleep with fuller mom says she's going to put him somewhere else but kevin's still in trouble and has to go to the third floor so he has to sleep there because he's in trouble i think we may have skimmed over an integral moment that really puts uncle frank in the hot seat tell Uh me more when uncle frank says look what you did you little jerk (laughs) killer line because that's you see that's the moment when kevin shuts down and Um. everyone's against him and that's like really i think uh, has something to do i know the damage has been done because he's already been banished to the attic Uh but i think it's that moment where everyone is just like don't even think about kevin anymore he's trouble wow all right i mean i i yes i think let's put uh uncle frank up there and we have to put mom up there we do. And I just want to say one more thing about Uncle Frank is that he's Uncle Frank is the source of a lot of the chaos happening in the house because he's demanding he won't pay for the pizza. He's causing issues. He's not being a good house guest. He is he and his family, but he is the head of the family and thus like the responsibility falls on him. He's, I think, the reason why there's so much chaos Hmm. Yeah, that that family. Uh, the, I forget the uh, wife's name, um, but she plays a bigger part later on when they <laughs> get off the plane in Paris. You mean Uncle Frank's wife? Uncle Frank's wife. Yeah. Now the two of them do have some should hold some of the responsibility because, like you said, they they are not very good house guests. And maybe this, if they were just like had more chill attitude then maybe there wouldn't be so much chaos. Yeah, and if they had been less demanding, too. But going back to what you said before we got to Uncle Frank, which was the mom needs to go on the board, I do think she does because she, and rightfully so, like I don't think she's doing anything out of, you know, that I wouldn't do, but she's being super dismissive of Kevin. Right. From the start. Starting from the pack your own suitcase. She just doesn't have time. She's overworked at the moment. So... Three new packages underneath the tree. Kevin's dad, Uncle Frank, and Kevin's mom. (laughs) We're just putting the entire family on, but that's why this movie is so much fun is because literally everyone plays a little part in it. That's Mm -hmm. right. So... Kevin then goes, you know, he's he's really pissed and he's he says that he doesn't want to see anyone ever again. Uh, and as if like taunting fate, the mom says, well, I hope you don't mean that. You'd be pretty sad if you woke up and your family was gone. No, I wouldn't, says Kevin. And then the mom says, then maybe it will happen. Then Kevin goes upstairs. And if you remember, he looks outside at the moon and he says, I hope they all just disappear. <sighs> So did he cast a spell <laughs> Is it on the himself? Fault? <laughs> Should we put the moon under the under the tree? I was thinking maybe Kevin is some kind of like sorcerer or spell mm. spell maker. Master. I mean, is there something to be said for like Christmas magic? Oh, I love it. <laughs> put Christmas magic and I do think 
I do think maybe the the moon. I don't know if Mercury was in retrograde, but I think that it's it, it's very possible for all of you horoscope lovers out there <laughs> and astrology lovers that. It, this feels like something that would happen while Mercury was in retrograde. So we're going to blame Mercury? I'm going to say Mercury is in retrograde just because we have a hint because of the moon and also because of what I know about Mercury being in, in retrograde. It does affect planning and transportation and technology. Wow. I wonder. So what year was this? I could probably find out like, if, if Mercury, Mercury was, was in, in retrograde. retrograde. Well, probably, yeah. Okay. So this was... 19, 1990, let's say December, December 25th. Okay, so Chris, December 23rd, 1990. Was Mercury retrograde December 23rd, 1990? <laughs> because that's when they leave. Yeah. So we're going to figure that out. But in the meantime, we have mom obviously on the board. Yes. Dad, mom is dad's yeah. on the board already, right? So then the storm hits. Now the the there's it's a windstorm that makes a branch fall that takes down a power line that takes out the power in the whole block. Okay, so once again the weather. The but, weather. I mean, this is going all connected to the moon and Christmas <laughs> magic. I mean, I, I don't know if if the moon controls the wind. <laughs> well, they definitely are in the same realm (laughs) but i you know mother nature is to blame uh uh, partly in this one i think so oh boy Um. (laughs) (laughs) chris is just racking his brain over there um no it was not a retrograde okay Mm, then we can't we can't have it on the board so yeah but um i do think we can put the storm up I, the storm it has to be on the board. Has to be because without the storm, they wouldn't have overslept. Well, they, this the storm t- makes because the power goes out, the alarm clocks turn off. Exactly, and it's pre before pre iPhones, people. Yeah. So electricity was your lifeline. Can we blame the alarm clocks? Uh, no, no, I I think it's more the storm. The storm. I think the storm okay. is the source. Now, entire family oversleeps and. They're going to be late for their flight. It's a frenzy when they wake up. And now this is a pivotal point in the disaster. The McAllister kid. Oh, wait. Wait, no, the you. Neighbor? I'm sorry. The, the neighbor. neighbor kid. <laughs> <laughs> the non-McAllister kid. Although I will, I know the neighbor kid has to go on the board. And then I got to have to say, I'm going to have to insist Kevin goes on the board. Oh, Yeah. Kevin, Kevin should be on the board. Yes. Well, what about Heather, who did the ha- head count, or that girl well, who did the ha- yeah, head Yeah. So there's Heather, but without okay. So we should put the neighbor kid because he's the one who comes over for some reason to talk to the airport van shuttle guy, and he looks a lot <laughs> like Kevin, but he's clearly not Kevin. And that's when the oldest cousin Heather, who's in charge of counting heads, starts counting. But of course, Buzz is trying to mess her up. And counts the 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 neighbor kid as Kevin. Right, he's facing. He's because facing, she's not. Yeah, he's she's looking not in looking the van, rummaging hardly. Through. Yeah, yeah, he's got his back to her. But then the kid leaves, and the mom comes into the van, asks Heather if she counted heads, and Heather confirms everyone is in the van. Yeah, I mean, I'm less keen on Heather just because she's not the most important player in the mix. But 
I, I think you got to put her up on the board. Look, She's in charge of the head count. Look, okay, so this neighbor kid comes in. He busts in the van. He starts rummaging through these bags, right? Like through their, the kids' bags. Yeah. He's playing with yo-yos and he's like, but he's not facing Heather. Heather just grabs him by the head and counts him, right? As, as though he were Kevin. Now, shouldn't Heather like be able to recognize that Kevin's jacket or Kevin's hat or anything like that? Well, I mean, she's a cousin, cousin, not a brother or a sister. And she's also being tortured by Buzz. Yeah, Buzz is like three, four. I mean, I think we can put her under the tree for now, but I'm just saying she's a long shot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll put her under the tree and the neighbor kid, right? Neighbor kid and Heather are both under the tree along with the storm. Okay, and then that's where they take off. They go to the airport. And this, this is where it's interesting they're not all sitting together no, the parents, on the airplane. The parents are in first. That's right. And the kids are in coach. As it should be. <laughs> wow. You really think so? I do. I always feel uneasy when children are in first class. Oh, you're <laughs> suggesting that the opposite would be weird. But I guess I'm. we're just thinking... Well, shouldn't the parents sit with the kids and coach? Oh. <laughs> the kids are old enough, and plus the kids think it's fun to be by themselves. And there's older cousins to watch the younger cousins. Interesting. That's I, interesting. I mean, I mean, I don't know. They probably should be supervising. But, I mean, hey, if you can fly first. But if, if they all were together, then she would have noticed Kevin wasn't there. But I guess that they- is true. So it, could it be like the, their lust for luxury travel? Yeah, or like uh, elitism. Yeah, it there, all goes back to the parents. There is a keeping up with the Joneses element of these parents where they there does seem to be this like uh, upper class sort of need to feel like, first of all, why are they go? Why are they hauling 15 family members to Paris? Like, shouldn't they all just get a house somewhere in some sunny place down on? Well, they're going to go. Well, they're going to go visit a family member. Oh, right. So, so we can assume – I'm assuming they got these first-class tickets with points. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, how do you fly so many people to Paris? How can you afford that? They do have a big house, though. It's the I, nicest I think on they're, the block. they're well off. I think the, the family's well off. Well, the yeah. burglars later identify their house as – what do they keep calling it? Like it's the like tuna? the most desirable or uh, – What do they call that? Like the real tuna or something? Oh, did I you get know. that tuna? What do they keep calling it? It's like that's our big catch. Like, oh, like I, I don't remember. That's the re- they keyed this house as the one. Yeah. they wanted to get into because I guess they thought it would be the most valuable. But anyway, yeah, the parents are obviously obsessed with like luxury, they're obsessed with luxury, luxury. goods, luxury brands uh, being the, the par- best. <laughs> parents' obsession with luxury. Let's put that up on the board. Also, that you know, they the the big thing. This is the first time that they would have all been together if they had flown together, because the vans they had to get two vans, so she could have easily assumed Kevin was in the other van. Right. Van, and then you know, then there's the phone company that I feel like we can blame. All the phone lines are down for a really long time throughout the entirety of the movie. I don't. I'm not buying it, Rebecca. I think that all goes to the storm. You you think that's the storm's fault. But they got the electricity back pretty quickly. Why couldn't they get the phones back quickly? <laughs> I mean, are we talking, what is it like PG&E? Is that a, that's the, who's responsible for all the wild well, this fires? Takes, oh, oh, PG&E um, in California. But this takes place in uh, Illinois. I so mean, I don't know who's the, the phone companies. I, the, my, the only reason I think the phone company could be to blame is because the electric company had their shit together mm. and 
electricity they, came back that morning. What is up with the phone cables that they can't get them fixed? But what do you mean? You well, you have it switched though, because the electricity is the alarm clock. Yes, the electricity and that goes, goes down temporarily. Comes right back up though. And then the phone line are out the entire movie, and th- that's why they can't get a hold of Kevin. Oh, I. Well, not, they're see not what you're out saying. the whole movie though, because remember. Later, the bandits are in the wet bandits are in a neighbor's house and a, a, a call comes through and goes to the answering machine. And that's how they realize that the family's in Paris. Oh, that's and Kevin's true. Alone. So the, so the, the phone, phone company phone lines come back eventually. I but think, that's sort of like a gap in the in the plot. That's like a plot hole because when do they come back? Why didn't they just call Kevin? At no, the they house? do. They call Kevin. So when they land in Paris, they they try to call Kevin. The the phone the phone's down. And that's when she calls the cops, right? So then what happens is she calls the cops. And, I mean, we should put these inept cops up on the board. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he comes to the house, knocks on the door three well, times. Well, yeah, so she, she t- talks to the police officer who is wrapping a gift at work. The police officer is wrapping a gift at work. And she doesn't want to deal with the mom and just transfer, transfers her to family crisis intervention. And then that's when Larry picks up the phone, who's eating a donut, and he decides <laughs> that the child home alone is not a family crisis. And then he um, transfers her back to Rose. That's the first officer who's wrapping gifts. And the mom finally is like, you got to help me. And Rose says that they're going to send a police officer to check up on the son. But then the police officer knocks on the door, but Kevin's too afraid to open it because he thinks that that police officer is the first police officer who turns out to be the robber, Joe Pesci. Oh, is that what he thinks? I thought he just got scared by the guy with the shovel, the neighbor with the shovel. And so he goes upstairs, hides under the covers, and he thinks the guy knocking at the door is the guy with the shovel. Oh, it could be. Maybe, yeah. Because I don't know that he know he connected the Joe Pesci character with the cop yet. He hasn't seen the tooth yet. He hasn't seen the the, the, shi- the, the shiny tooth, tooth. Um, It's possible. Regardless, this cop just knocks a few times and then walks away yeah, and right. is like, so whatever. Just... So I think we should put the Annette police force okay, up on the board. Okay, we're going to put that in under the tree. I think a lack of community should also be um, considered Hmm. because (laughs) when she lands, (laughs) the the police, the neighbors, the Kate attendants, the the, the airline, nobody can help. Nobody. It's just nobody's helping. Is it the I'll argue that instead of lack of community, it's the. It's the stress of the holidays because holidays, what should be a relaxing time to spend with your family, often become a very stressful hustle and bustle, um, traveling, buying gifts. It's like we're losing the true meaning of Christmas here. I love that. And I think it's so I think it's this the stress of the holidays. Put that right under the tree, Chris. Okay, I'm going to tuck it nice in a nice... I'm going to wrap it up, put it in a nice package in a bow, and put it right under the tree. Stress of the holidays, which everyone can relate to, right? Yeah. I mean, there's so much pressure on these couple of days. Why? Because these are the times we have to... What? We want to make the most out of them. It's our time off from work. and, And why? Why are we doing it all? Right? It should be a nice time. Every day should be a holiday. 
that's so that. you're kind of getting into the holidays in general. You're like, we shouldn't even make anything special out of Christmas. We should just. You're like a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, I <laughs> in many ways, Chris. I well, I. What do they believe? I do like going door to door and just talking to strangers. <laughs> You're very friendly. <laughs> yeah, they don't celebrate holidays. Well, sure. I was just sort of saying, you know, all this stress and pressure on these holidays is just sort of like every day should be a holiday. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Finally, I think the lack of flights into the Chicago airport should be put up on the board. Right. She couldn't get back quick enough. Oh, okay. You know? Because... Yeah. The airline is telling her that she's got to wait two days before she can fly back into Chicago. Oh, because again, it's, you know, holiday season. Mm. And there's. Just... It falls under the umbrella of the stress of the holidays. Yeah. Oh, you're saying, but there, there should be more flights into Chicago, don't you think? <laughs> Aren't they all booked? They are, but, but they I add, add some more. more. <laughs> okay. Okay. I relent on that. <laughs> Also, like, there's something about that scene where she's asking that older couple if she can have their seat on the flight, which is so relatable. Like, when you have a seat on a flight, like, nothing is more valuable than that. You center all of your focus and attention and your schedule, like, relies on, like, getting home at this particular time. Yeah. And why is that? Like, what what is our – why are we so strict with get, arriving at the time where we sort of planned on it? It's just – that. W- it's true. Like uh, the second I get to the gate and I'm going to board a flight, like everything is about getting on that seat and getting on that seat like before anyone. <laughs> no, it's true. It's like that. That Why is that seat so valuable to us? Like why do we lose sight of sort of rationale in those moments? Yeah, people really do. People yeah. are like they just people hate when their travel plans change. It's right. like, but it's like they always do. Like yeah. it's just, especially when you're traveling at a busy time. So maybe we put the stress of travel up on the board as well. Ooh, stress of holidays. Stress. To me, it's umbrellaed, umbrellaed under stress under of holidays. Stress. Yeah. But it's travel, yes, it is stress. But yes, I think let's just put it under stress of holidays, I guess. Because it's like, if it were any other day, maybe you travel for business all the time. Maybe you'd maybe be you more wouldn't care. But the holidays, it's like, you're going to give up your seat. You're going to miss, like, it's, yeah. it's, you're only going for four days. Like, mm. it's an already stressful thing totally. that's amplified by the stress of the holidays. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash alarmist. Should I take a look at the presents that we have underneath the tree this year, guys? I think Santa wouldn't mind. Yeah. What's under the tree, Chris? Under the tree this year? Who's to blame for the Home Alone plot? (laughs) Lack of sleeping arrangements in the McAllister home. Buzz. Fuller. Kevin's dad. Uncle Frank. Kevin's mom. (laughs) Christmas magic. Storm, the neighbor kid, Heather, Kevin himself, the Kevin's parents' obsession with luxury, inept cops, the stress of the holidays, and finally, no flights into Chicago. Wow, I think this might be our longest list ever. Who knew? Here, do you want the list for reference? Yeah, I know my top three. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Now, I, I think, you know, just to cross process some, of elimination. Yeah, okay, process of elimination. It. I think that we can get rid of Christmas magic. Okay, I agree. Because it didn't really contribute. It didn't help, that's for sure. No way to prove it. No way to prove it. I'll go ahead and Court say I think we should take off the sleeping arrangements. Okay. Poor planning. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm okay with that because it has to be more than that. And and I do agree that we should take Heather off because she should have been held. You know, she's a kid, too. She's an older kid. But Bye. yeah, Heather's not the most to blame. Honest and mistake. I'm going to say something a little bit controversial, but I think after the plane takes off, anyone on the board who's playing into them not being able to get in contact with Kevin, like the right. phone company, like like those the people to me, cops. the damage has been done. Right. So true. Okay, so the inept cops is off the board. No flights into Chicago. Take that's that off that's the board. not the board. Um, I think the stress of the holidays should stay up there. Though. I agree. Parents' obsession with luxury. That's gone for me. Okay. Well, I guess. I mean, it. it, it yeah. Okay. I, I'm good with that. I'm good taking that off. Now, what we have left are Buzz Fuller, which I think we can actually take Fuller off. Because he's just a kid and he can't help that he pees himself. That's true. And when you put him besides Buzz, I think Buzz is much more culpable. That's true. I would agree. 
So Buzz, Kevin's dad, Uncle Frank, Mom, the Storm, the neighbor kid. I think we can take the neighbor I off. I agree. It's not his fault. He's annoying. Right? No. And, and uh, in other people's business. Kevin and the stress of the holidays. Now, okay, you want to... Yeah, go on. I don't know. I just want to narrow it down to the top three. I feel like that was a... Who are, what are your top three? I guess I would say the stress of the holidays and the two parents. Okay. I have to agree because as much as I hate Buzz... You're, it's the parent's responsibility to make sure your kid is on the plane. 100%. I agree. And and Uncle Frank, like, it's a, we all have annoying uncles out there. He didn't help. Him and Buzz are, are horrible, but they, again, they're just a couple of jerks and what... You little jerks. Yeah. You got to learn to adapt to jerks in life. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, you can almost make a case that Buzz being a bully is sort of, you know, part of development of life. Hey, look, there are going to be bullies in life. You're going to have to learn how to deal with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the parents. I mean, people should not be bullying. But yes. Now, can we say both parents or do we have to choose oh, one? that's tough. Well, I would say... Being a parent is should be a joint responsibility. Absolutely. So I feel uncomfortable putting uh, blame separating on them. separating them. I agree that it's it's tough for me because I'm so mad at Buzz and that uncle. But I do think at the end of the day, and I don't real, I'm not mad at them for this. I think it could happen to anyone. But the parents let the situation get out of control. Yeah, they did. They did. I mean, you can you can talk about sleeping arrangements with the parents. You can talk about the stress of the holidays. Like the parents, if they had things on lockdown, if they were if they were a better unit, better at communicating with each other, yeah. you know, they could have had a more peaceful home and more had a better grasp of the of the goings on. But what about the storm and Kevin himself? <laughs> Those things, I definitely the storm. I think it's up there. But storms happen all the time. They should have had a backup plan. Oh, yeah. You can't just have, you know, rely on one alarm. They have to, they should have had uh, side alarms, like pocket alarms, like I did when I was a child. (laughs) Well, not, we can't all be like you, Rebecca. (laughs) Yeah, the storm, the storm and holiday stress are both. I mean, I like them. They played into it. But again, everyone has holiday stress. Not everyone is leaving children behind. There's storms happening all over. Not everyone misses their flight. Right. If anything, I think the storm is a little bit more pertinent than holiday stress just because it is a little more specific. But I will say that, you know, it just doesn't have to be that way. As a society, why do we, you know, why, why are we so antsy? Like... It's also the parents don't have good boundaries because they shouldn't be letting these people come and take over their house. And I get family is family, but like, why would you want to do a trip like this with all of these people? Like, I don't know, maybe it sounds fun, but not really to me. I, I love that. I think that the parents' boundary, lack of boundaries, the mm. parents' lack of boundaries. Although they were certainly setting boundaries with Kevin. <laughs> maybe in the wrong places boundaries in the wrong places i mean they stuck him up on the third floor in the attic all by himself so they did have boundaries they just they got caught up i to me the parents and now i'm changing my tune a little bit but the parents and the stress of the holidays i think is the answer for me it's like the parents with a um a tinsel of 
stress of the holidays. Look, the dad is the the roots, the mother is the tree, and the tinsel on top is the stress of the holidays. I would say maybe it's um, what the stress of the holidays does to parents. What do you think about that? <laughs> it turns How do you them put in, that in jail? I think we're sending Mr. and Mrs. McAllister to the alarmist jail. I think, I think that's so? what it is. Not, not holiday stress? They were disorganized. They weren't prepared. And I just think they're both going to the alarmist jail. Okay, so it's settled. Kevin's parents are going to the alarmist jail. Bye, guys. Wow. Wrapped in a bow. I mean, take that with a sip of eggnog. That's incredible. Well, you know, it's sort of a a very, you know, not a very surprising finish. You know, we kind of started there and that's where we ended. And that's okay. We had an inkling, yeah. But, um... But, you know, it can happen. It could, the, 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 the point is that it shouldn't happen to everyone, but it could happen to anyone. Wow. And that's what makes a good movie. That's <laughs> and so that's why Home Alone stands the test of time. So I have to chime in and just say, since we're talking about the stress of the holidays, I'd love to encourage everyone to check out my new podcast. Well, it's a, I've done a series. I've got four seasons of a series called The Complete Woman. It's a fiction comedy podcast. Um, Rebecca and Chris are both in it. And the new season just launched called The Complete Christmas. And it's all a send-up of 1960s self-help for women. And I play a character who's like a repressed housewife. And in the new season, she... Um, gets so overwhelmed with holiday stress that she has a mental breakdown and decides to cancel Christmas, but she's visited by her three appliances who take her on a journey through space and time a la The Christmas Carol. And it's really fun and it's out now wherever you listen to podcasts. So, and I'll, you know, I'll plug the trailer in so you guys can take a listen. The Complete Christmas, a morality tale for tired mothers and wives. I'm best-smelling author Maribel May. I've saved your marriage, and now I'm here to save Christmas. Starring Paul F. Tompkins as Santa Claus. Go Prancer, go Dancer, go, uh, Smokey. Stephanie Allen, Maria Blasucci, and Angela Trimber as the gals. It's a woman's duty to make the family happy on a Christmas morning. Matt Gourley as Frecklin May. Honey, I'm ho ho home. Carl Tart and Mary Stone as holiday swingers. That's that jive ass turkey, James Bond. Ooh ha, Daddy, you got it. Kate Berlant as Rhonda the robot. That's right, I'm a robot, and it's my honor to serve you. Carrie Kenny as Tiny Tim. I'm grateful that my rash has finally cleared up. Paul Rust as the holiday pervert. Merry Christmas, oh, and a happy new. And of course, Amanda Lund as Maribel May. Get ready for the journey of a lifetime. The complete Christmas. Coming December 3rd. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't heard the whole Complete Woman series, I highly recommend. We love. We love. Huge fans. And I play Juanita. And she's one of the, the greatest joys of my life. Oh, Juanita's amazing. And Chris, and this new season plays Joseph. That's uh, right. I play Joseph, who has an awkward conversation about um, the Immaculate Conception with his wife, Mary. <laughs> Who he had nothing to do with the creation of uh, Mary Grill, who you remember from the Salem witch trials. That's right. Well, thank you so much. Everyone have a happy holiday and we'll see you next time. 
Vote for who you think is to blame by going to our website, www.thealarmistpodcast.com or send us an email at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram at thealarmistpodcast or Twitter at alarmistthe. Erios. Powered by ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.